And we're back, baby. Welcome back to issue 15 of TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker. And as always, is my hunk in crime, the Woodward to my Bernstein. Friar, my man, how you doing? I'm doing great, Doc. How about yourself? You know what? It's a good day. It's a good day. We got some great books to talk about mm-hmm. uh, that we're doing on the show. Uh, some great books came out this week. A lot of good news. But uh, we, we've got reason to celebrate. Oh, do we now? Yes, yes. Thanks to you doing this all on your own. Completely blindsided me. I was very, uh, uh, very humbled by this. But uh, Nick uh, has brought me into the world of uh, Geeks Worldwide. Where next week I will be, uh, I will be starting as a contributor, uh, writing some reviews for some of my favorite books, and uh, I couldn't be more excited. I've uh, I've busted out some of the good stuff here, little yeah. uh, scotchy scotch scotch, and because I'm a classy broad, Nick, mm-hmm. I'm drinking uh, I'm drinking my scotch out of my new mug here. Oh, oh look at that mug! Look oh at my that. God, is that a TLDR coffee mug? Looking sharp, isn't it? We're, we're merch, baby. I, oh. I see some more merch, by the way. You saw, yeah, right. The, this is the Change My Mind Debate Club. The new logo that we rock. And that is the, the main one, too, not the one where you have the patch off to the side. I love this thing, Doc. But you know, it's a little hot. So I just wanted to make sure everybody saw I'm going to take it off real quick. He's going right? to pop his top, baby. And I didn't even have to bully him to do it. Oh. What's this? What is this? Oh, that is clean. That's clean, baby. Sorry about that. I just needed to. Uh, it's just getting a little stuffy in here. That that, that look okay? That's fine. It, it, it looks it looks real good. It's okay. real good. That's why you're my hunk in crime. Okay. You may want to tell the people who are listening on the audio only channel what I'm wearing, Doc. Just just gonna throw so, Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Fryer here is wearing a nicely very rare, very rare. I might add TLDR mm-hmm. T-shirt. Yes, ultra rare, ultra rare. And why is it ultra rare? Uh, you know what, Doc? That's a story for another day and another episode. <laughs> Not it. right now, but I am very excited for you to be joining uh, Geeks Worldwide to talk, you know, to write about comics and everything. Because honestly, Doc, to me, it was when we started this out. It was kind of, you know, I t- I think you DM me or I DM'd you when the DSG started, just you know, about comic stuff, and then I was like, hey, let's you know, let's try and do this to see how it works, and. Yeah. You've impressed me time after time with all this, and I, and you the way you talk about books and everything. It's just like it's it's different than me. You in but we like similar stuff, and you provide a different perspective, and you give different books a chance. I'm like this is a guy who'd be a perfect fit here. Uh, you know why not give him a chance? But let's let's see in time how things go. And I mean, you're dry, the way you've handled this show. I, like it's. I, to me, it's just like it, just, it was a no-brainer. It was just a matter of uh, what I just got to ask. I got to ask Casey Walsh when when uh, when can we get Doc in? And I knew he'd say yes. And lo and behold, I appreciate it. And and I didn't expect it. And I didn't obviously didn't see it coming. And so you know, we we, we spent the past couple of days, uh, you know, Casey hammering, you know, details out, salary, stock options, <laughs> you know, and uh, we we came yeah. to an agreement and. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to hop on board, and I hope that um, uh, I hope people are interested in in the reviews uh, that I give and in the books that I talk about. And it's going to be, I think, a lot of indie flair because that's where my my passions are. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. 
You know, and and as Doc and I were talk, looking ahead to next week, as things got finalized today <laughs> with him getting access to the site and whatnot, I was I was trying to show him like you know where where I, I know you go to I think it's previews role, but I go to League of yeah. Comic Geeks to see what's coming next week. If but you know before we get the stuff sent to us from the different companies, and I looked, I'm scrolling down, and then I see Die Fifteen. Once in Future 13, I think it was. Something is killing the children. I forget what number is that. Usagi Ojimbo. I was like, yeah, yeah. Th- is, if this isn't a friggin' science, I don't know what is. Because yeah. this is perfectly for Doc to be joining. It. Yeah, it's remarkable. perfect. And and I, and there's been a couple of books over the last over the last two weeks uh, that I've picked up some some number ones that I'm excited to you know do do reviews on now. Uh, books that I'm excited to talk about on the show. So it's it's all coming together, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. um. Ah, oh, it's it's great stuff, Doc. And um, I mean, everything's coming up, Doc, this week. In all honesty, too, because you've risen up the power rankings in the DSG. At least according to Billy D, you are you are the number one person personality. I don't know exactly what it was, but he, he just ranked you number one in the DSG. Straight up, Billy and I, we're ride or die, baby. We're ride or die. We we had some Shake Shack this week. Uh, we get getting ready for our, our our new venture starting next week. So very excited. Well, I, I mean, you know what, Doc? I'm happy. I'm just, you know, happy to be graced by your presence. Um, and it's well deserved. Honestly, I got ranked last, so it kind of evens it out where we're in the middle, I guess, in the DSG. And to me, you know, everybody's. Everybody, I got ranked last because I called uh, Billy the Toby of the <laughs> DSG, which I, I mean, I know that's going to happen. I mean, you put me behind Rossi. Come on, I mean, just be real. Nobody's going to do that. But everybody else that's ahead of Rossi, like. That's for how he really feels about you guys. So I have no problem being absolutely dead last. <laughs> you should be more than happy because you're one. Everybody I'm else, the king, baby. It's, it's like that, that's what Billy thinks of you. I felt I, I felt bad that Rossi put him on the spot like that. It's just uh, yeah, well, I thought I, you know I thought you know when he did that, Billy was okay going through and 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 assigning us office characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he said, no, no, no. I want you to you know rent them. Like. Hmm. It's gonna yeah. be a tough exercise. <laughs> I I didn't. Yeah, that was a little. It was Rossi taking a weird turn. But the, you know what? Billy should know that by now because he's known Rossi longer than he's known anybody in the DSG, as he pointed out on Twitter. But anyways, enough about all that stuff. I want to actually freaking talk about the comics this week because uh, there is something that's uh, that's new that came out that we both read that we want to touch on from DC Comics. But first. There was some big news, of course, that came out of DC. We saw that Marie Javins has been promoted to editor-in-chief of uh, DC Comics. She was the co-editor-in-chief. She got that uh, title back in August when the layoffs happened, like those first round of layoffs. Yep. And I know Scott's – or at least – was there layoffs earlier in this year? This, there was a second set of layoffs that just happened apparently too. I saw Bleeding Cool reported that, and we've seen some stuff on Twitter, yep. people saying their goodbyes. At least they're not picking up their um, – they're new contracts. contracts. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Now I know Scott Snyder was happy about this this uh, promotion, and I'm of course if, the, if you're hearing it from him, and I saw some other people too, then yeah, okay, then then obviously this person knows what she's doing. I don't like I, I don't know that she's written anything, or whatever. I don't think that is how it works with the editor, so I don't know well, what project she's she, I think that she's been with DC a, a long time. And I was trying to read up a little bit more about this, and uh, she I think she was a colorist. Uh, okay. So she's worked with uh, you know a lot of comics, and she's very well respected by uh, Scott Snyder, Jim Lee. Uh, so she's she she she's she's been there. She knows, and mm-hmm. I believe that she was um, you know one of the editors uh, overseeing Death Metal, and I and I think that's part of the reason why Scott oh. Snyder was you know yeah. very very um, excited about this promotion for her. 
So her being involved with death metal is huge because that event has been run so well. And there was another one yeah. off the camp with this week that I absolutely loved. And that's not even the book that I want to talk about from DC, <laughs> but knowing that she's a colorist now too, that's, that, that has such a huge impact on tones of story. So yeah. I like that a lot. So th- a lot of good things, doc. The other thing for me that stuck out is, okay, she, so she became the editor in uh, the co-editor in chief back in August and she's been, you know, helping run the show throughout, you know, the, the second half of the pandemic. And obviously she was important before it too. So this is a person who's going to provide some continuity from leadership and give you that same message as they move into that future state initiative. And she probably had a big hand in that as well. So she's got, she's involved in all this important stuff. We're going to see at least, you know, a consistent direction going forward because she's the person that DC's putting their faith in as the, the top dog. So I, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, it sounds great. Yeah. So now, um, oh, um, so now what else do we have? Oh, we have, um, all right, from DC. So from DC this week, uh, the, we can finally get to the actual books as we get like 10 minutes into this. So Death Metal, sorry, Dark Knight's Death Metal, Infinite Hour Extreme 1. This is the one that had Lobo on the cover, and this has three X's in the extreme. I've been waiting for this one for a while because like Lobo, that is like, he is such an awesome character. You know, Marvel has, has Deadpool. And obviously those, these are two very, these are two different individuals along. There's like, they're in the same realm. And I just don't get why DC over the past few years, hasn't tried to make a push for that character. And when I read this book, which I reviewed for geek for why it's like, this is exactly why I'm like, why don't you guys use him more? He's such an awesome character. So I enjoyed this one, Doc. American Vampire 2, uh, I'm sorry, American Vampire 1967, issue two came out. Very good as well. But the big one for us, Doc, was Punchline. She got her like her first her first issue, first solo issue. And oh, and you got the variant cover, right? I, I did. I spent a couple extra bucks on it uh, because, it, you know, I said, why the hell not? Uh, but I love it. It's nice. It's bright. It's vibrant. Uh, very excited. Yeah. So... Now we're not going to spoil anything with this book because it's you know as much as because it, it looks like well, the one thing we will say is it looks like there's going to be more from Punchline next year. That that much we can tell you uh, based on what we saw later on in the book. In but more importantly, when I tweeted out uh, about this, I think it was um, one of a one of the follow, one of the Dork Universe fans, Mark C, asked yep. you know her Harley Quinn like are they the same whatever is just like you know trying to move out Harley Quinn. Not a knockoff of Harley Quinn whatsoever. And I can understand why people would think that right away. To me, the, the, the there were two things with this story. One, it was a commentary on how social media can be so influential in the world today. And I'm honestly, Doc, I'm reading it. And at first I saw the direction they were going. I was like, ah, okay. And then it was like, wait a minute. It like it took it just got worse and worse. And I'm like, this is I'm gonna, I'm gonna scream. Like, this is this is so accurate. Yeah. I mean, so much sense and it could just you can twist anything with that if you just talk to if people hear your voice enough and your message enough over and over and beat you over the head with it and and there's that and how she's different from harley quinn harley quinn is is the she's chaos she's the the clown right side of the joker this is the anarchist and calculated side of the joker with like with like just trying to disrupt the system and she's way more dangerous like way more dangerous than harley quinn yeah, that was that was the feeling I got. So, I mean, when you, when you take a look at the two characters, Harley Quinn is definitely two different people. She's, you know, Doctor Quinzel, uh, but then she morphs into Harley Quinn, and she became the Harley Quinn that we 
we all know, just off the walls, bananas, violent, uh, but just like a thousand miles an hour all the time. And recently we've seen, especially through, uh, you know, the White Knight stuff, uh, sort of just kind of come back, right? But with, with, with Punchline, the feeling I got with her was she's a true sociopath. I mean, don't get me wrong, Harley Quinn, sociopath. But I think of Punchline as sort of like that serial killer sociopath, right? That mm-hmm. one that can be very, very charming, that can, you know, seduce you, that can get you to believe in them um, and, 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 and follow, get them to follow you. And then, boom, snap and be friggin' ruthless. Mm-hmm. And to me, that, that's, that's Punchline. And, and you see that, you know... You see that in this book, and, and it's not like you, you don't really see punchline being ruthless, but you get it through the storytelling and the way the narrative goes. And I friggin' loved it. And I'm very, very curious to see where this is going to go, you know, in the future. I didn't know what to think about this character. I'd seen her in Nightwing. I'd seen her in Red Hood. I wasn't in on the Joker War stuff. You, know, you can't read everything as much as you and I read mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. And I, I, I was like, she seems fine. She was, I don't know if she's going to stick. Like, are we dealing with, are we dealing with uh, like another Joker's daughter? Where it's like, okay, you know, whatever, fine. Uh, you know, in out, you know, doesn't really, doesn't really stick. But she is, I think she's here to stay. I think she's a home yeah. run character. And your guy Tynan wrote this book too, right? Hell yeah, he did. Hell yeah, he did. That was that was. This is one of those books that because I wasn't invested and haven't been as invested in just the the regular Batman run, um, I probably wouldn't have picked this book up, mm. right? Because I, I'm not familiar with the Joker War. I mean, I am to an extent, but not in depth. Um, and had this been written by anyone else, Nick, I probably wouldn't have read it, but I know Tynan's doing the Batman run and I saw it and, and I, and I saw his name on this and I said, oh, I got mm-hmm. I got to fucking read it. Pardon my French. And, uh, <laughs> and then Miriam Gandolfo was the artist too. Oh shit. That's right. I yeah. didn't notice it. I, I didn't know that at all. I didn't, I, you told me that Tynan wrote it and I, I said, yeah. I'd forgotten. I was thinking I'm going to read this anyways. And then I saw Gandolfo's the artist. Wait a second. She is is such a beautiful artist, Nick. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you get the chance to go back and read Mercy, I can't wait to hear what you think about it, both from a story aspect, but also just from a visual aspect. Her art is so clean and beautiful. And and what I love about this book is it's vibrant, especially with the cover that I showed just a second ago. Yeah. For for being a, you know, such a dark character, it's bright. It's vibrant. And Batman stuff typically isn't that. Right. And yeah. She's great. different. She's very different. I don't know, but I think you had the variant cover. I cannot remember who did the variant, but I've she did a lot of the Red Hood stuff and she definitely did a, quite a bit of Nightwing too. And I follow her on Instagram and I cannot remember for life me what her name is. This says it's a Kale NGU team variant exclusive kale oh no it's a different one but it's still yes you no know, but she's she's um I, or I believe that's a she either way either way yeah. P- punchline from dc comics awesome book even if you just read the one it's just the the, the commentary on kind of young adults today teenagers and stuff like that it I, and, and social media and all that i thought it was 
extremely well done and at the same time pretty frustrating so if you i, I highly recommend you guys pick that one up of, of any of the dc books that came out this week but those are the, those are the three that i read uh marvel had taskmaster issue one come out and i think i'm gonna read that doc as well i didn't pick it up uh, yet but i i uh I'm still working through some of the TKO books that I'm going to be reviewing, one of which I'll be talking about tonight. But uh, I, I think I'm going to get this because I want to see what's up with this character right now yeah. and maybe get an idea what's going on with the direction of... Yeah, that's um, what intrigued me. I didn't pick it up, but it intrigued me. You Now you have Darth Vader 7 out, right? So Darth Vader 7 is out. This is one of the books that's on my pull list at my shop that's currently closed. So um, I haven't got I haven't a chance to go, go down there yet because I've only got two books waiting for me because it's, you know been kind of a slowish couple of weeks for at least the books that I've got on pull next week will be huge. Uh, but uh, this one's got some buzz about it because there's apparently uh, a character, a new character introduced into it. Ooh. So book six was fantastic. Um, so I'm, I'm dying to, no, <laughs> no, baby. Yo, although I did get a, a baby. Yo, uh, Funko pop. Uh, I saw time. that. Yeah. Eating the frog. Yeah. Um, but like this one's that. got some buzz to it, so I'm excited uh, to get my hands on it and uh, give it a go. I'm half tempted to play the uh, Billy's little video that he has in our in our StreamYard <laughs> account of Baby Yoda. Yeah. But also, uh, for, for, just for those who are Marvel fans that listen to the show as well, if you haven't started Iron Man, uh, the Iron Man run that they got going on right now, Iron Man 3 is out this week, so it's not too late to, to hop in on that and and kind of get going. For those who like image, uh, for sorry, for those who like Kick Ass, Kick Ass versus Hit Girl issue one came out this week. I've never, you know, I never read Kick Ass. Did you? No, I've. Saw, I mean, the movie was fine enough, but I never read the books. Okay, so if you if you guys are into those, obviously it's a very popular property. Property, excuse me. Um, you can go get that. Boom, Seven Secrets issue four. I have not read this yet, but I will be reading that, of course, because you know, we're hope, hoping to do an issue on this. Power Rangers issue one came out. Now, this is not Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's not Go Go Power Rangers. It's not Mighty Morphin, which came out last week. This is Power Rangers. I don't. I, I like the Power Rangers. I just. Don't, I don't know how much Power Rangers I can necessarily <laughs> read. I'll probably read it, but not on time. It seems like we're dealing with some of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but then there are some other ones that are involved. And I, Mighty Morphin are the only ones that I care about. Outside of that, I did. No, no, thank you. Even with with Tommy, it's like once you're out of the group, I'm all set. But is there anything else from Boom that's out this week? Uh, so uh, we only find them when they're dead. Number three came out, and uh, this 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 series, uh, I I think it's only five issues or so. So we're on issue number three now. Just gets better with each book, and it, it's it's still a very hard thing to describe and a very hard thing to kind of give a quick synopsis with. But uh, it's sci-fi. Um, and it's it's just I don't know it's 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 got a hold of me it's got a hold of me and it's it's it's, it's a it's a much different book than I've read um, you know Sea of Stars is a book I did on this show several weeks ago mm-hmm. um, which was oh a- you got to read that anthology book that I retweeted that looks freaking oh, terrifying yeah. that <laughs> art looks mortifying oh <laughs> my razor God. blades or whatever the hell it was yeah for those of <laughs> you who haven't seen it already I tweeted I tweeted it out earlier on Thursday and it's, it's, I think it's, I saw Scott Snyder tweet it. I was like, I yeah. want to read this. Yeah, <laughs> it's bananas. Straight on Yo, hundred percent. But this, this book isn't that right, but it's, um, but it's really interesting. And so I, I, I'm going to wait until I've read them all. Uh, it's sort of, it's, it's on the fence of whether I'll, I'll talk about it on the show or not. And it's not to say I, uh, I met on it. I know I'm enjoying it very much. It's just, 
I got to be able to find a way to describe this kind of book. It's, uh, uh, it's interesting as hell, but, um, so that, um, came out, um, once in future volume two came out, right? So for those who, uh, you haven't started, even though it's an ongoing series, you can definitely catch up because there's two volumes Mm. out now that'll, uh, cause I think we're only up to issue 13. 14 out, 13 right? i think is next week yeah I right so. so you know get a hold of those trades if you haven't been reading once in future it's well worth it and yeah. then um the alienated yeah. trade paperback came out um today oh it did oh it did. interesting interesting timing on that one um but yeah i we've talked about once in future enough and i know when we did the uh you know issue 10 of tldr the trade issue or first trade issue i should say i talked about die but once I, it's only because I talk about Once in Future so much. I think I like Die more than I like Once in Future, Doc. Yeah. But I mean, like, I would recommend Once in Future to anybody that likes comics. Die is not necessarily for everybody. I, I no, think 100%, 100%. I think our listeners will like Die, but I don't think everybody who likes comics will necessarily like Die. Once in Future is just it's it's and that also die isn't like when we're talking about review and stuff like you're saying how you got to figure out your talk about it die is a book you can take you know 15 different angles on 100 percent. once in future a little bit tougher sometimes a little bit tougher but with once in future i think it is it appeals more to a greater audience because it uh, the subject matter at hand i think is is uh, everyone knows you know, about, you know, King Arthur and, and some of those other characters. Right. And it's it's not so niche, whereas Die is very niche. You've got to, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to A, be into fantasy and also sort of into, you know, you know, tabletop games. But even if you're not like Nick, uh, you know. I'm not a tabletop guy at all. I like fantasy, but. And so this is one of those books where I think like this is why we do the show. You pass it over because it might not seem like it's in your wheelhouse. And then you read it and all of a sudden it oh. is sort of thing so oh yeah totally yeah. i could see I, I could see both of those being movies or shows well yeah. die die might be more that would be for a great a show, show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. be better suited for a show because there's just so much to it once in future could easily be a, a movie i could see maybe they turn it into like three depending on how far they go with this thing right uh dark horse has hellboy in the bprd the seven wives club issue one I, I've told you already, Doc. Like, I get so confused with what the hell they're doing with with Hellboy. I like Hellboy. I don't love Hellboy. I like it. Uh, I like the character a lot, the look and everything. And the art is obviously uh, it's changed a little bit over the years. But like he he's it's um or is, my, is Magnolia still doing it? I don't know. It's been it's just so inconsistent with the releases. I have no idea where they are with the character. Obviously, the art is a, is like that is definitely not my art type of art normally. But I just like Hellboy a lot. He looks yeah. so cool that I, it's same thing with Spawn. Not always where i want it to be but it's like the character looks awesome so i can kind of let some let some things go um awa they got anything out this week yeah so awa upshot um this is a book i'm 100 percent going to talk about on the show american ronin okay at some point i issue two came out i love it the idea of it is is fantastic you know he's you know he's it follows the this you know assassin fixer you know who was part of this organization he got out you still don't know why he gets out but he has this unique ability where if he gets someone dna someone's dna uh he can you know inject it into himself and and know everything about them and he uses that to his advantage to get to the information he needs to get in order to take out the person he needs to take out and it's very spy thriller ish uh, great action great art uh this is um 
by the week, I am becoming more and more and more of a fan of what AWA um, and Upshot um, are doing with their books. We did Archangel 8 last week. This right. um, Freddie, who's in the chat, recommended Hotel. Um, oh, that, yeah. You, you. Oh, <laughs> he was right. You know, this is one of those books I got to read in the middle of the fucking day. <laughs> because, it, you know, someone had said it has got an ice cream man feel to it. And, and, and in that, you know, it's like there's sort of like this creepy narrator that sort of introduced it's sort of like um, Tales from the Crypt, right? You had the Crypt Keeper kind of give an overview and then goes into the story. Mm. Same sort of premise. And it's creepy and it's oh, it's effed up. Um, but it's so good. It's so good. So uh, I, I'm just loving what they're doing. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're rising. They're right up there. They're, they're rising on up with the likes of TKO and Boom for me where I'm going to start paying more attention to the number ones and, and, yeah. and grabbing them. The, there's the yeah, American Ronin idea reminds me of something that image did last year or the year before I remember reviewing it and they did like a five issue series. They may have done something before with it too, but then they did a second like reloaded or whatever yeah. uh, series on it. And Kirk, Kirkman was behind it. I can't remember for the life of me what it was called, but it sounds very, very similar to what you're talking about with American Ronin. There are definitely differences because I'm starting to remember more what it was about, but I, I it's bugging me that I can't make, I don't know if that's something I would, eh, maybe I'd want to do it for the show, but I, I have to go back and yeah. figure out what the name is. I mean, that's not necessarily, a, I like the series, but it's not probably not good that I can't remember the name of it. But <laughs> anyways, uh, TKO this week had their trades released to the masses. And obviously um, I've, I talk about TKO pretty much like doc talks about AWA Sarah was the first book that I wrote, I reviewed for them on the show. And uh, what was the, and then I did seven deadly sins fairly recently as well. And I just reviewed for geeks worldwide, the lonesome days, savage nights. And I would have finished Archangel eight if this hadn't come in when it did, yeah. but I, I am almost done with Archangel eight. Very well done. I mean, once I saw the cover, I knew I was going to read it, but you, know, yeah. you, you sold it. You didn't, you know, you didn't oversell it whatsoever. Um, and I thought it was good, but, Anyways, uh, so I will be reviewing all three of the books from from TKO's third wave for Geeks Worldwide. I think I'm going to do two for our show. I don't know if I'll do all three. We'll see. Um, it's kind of more like how we're feeling and kind of depends on how I feel about those about those books. You know, because the pull, I don't – I like the art I'm kind of in on, but – I have apprehension apprehension with Steve uh, Orlando after what happened with uh, with crossover, which I see some of the guys joking about in the chat too. I just like I know he's a good writer, but I I'm worried just because I what what happened with the other one. So I'll be reviewing that, but um, I started it and it seems like it's pretty good. And that's the book you were like, uh, what is it? Um, you have six days oh. to live, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, don't need so. to think about my own mortality more than I do. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so it's Lonesome Days, Savage Nights, The Pull, and uh, Red Fork, which is the one I know you're very excited about. Very much looking forward to reading that. I can't wait to get my hands on that. Frank, uh, Frank, uh, Freddie wants to know, uh, was the book that you're thinking of Prodigy from Mark Miller? It was not. No, Kirkman was was on that book. So okay. I, uh, I I appreciate I appreciate you uh, asking, Freddie. But I, for those who probably saw it on uh, on Twitter or whatever, Lonesome Days, Savage Nights is the book that I'm going to be talking about today. I know we usually kind of save it for later on uh, after you've done your book, but that is where I'll be going tonight. You, Doc, will actually will be, Talking about alienated baby, so it's uh, it's uh, 
it's serendipity that the trade paperback came out this week. Cause I had no idea that it was coming out this week. And I was actually planning on doing this book last week, but uh, I wanted to do you a solid and, 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 and do Archangel eight so that you could, you could finally go ahead and read it. Everything's uh, coming up doc. Seriously. You know what? Everything's coming up doc, baby. So alienated is from boom studios. I have been dying to talk about this book and would have done it much sooner, but we had Dorktober going on. So um, this was uh, written by our guy. Mm-hmm. Your guy, mm-hmm. Seth Spurrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, artist is uh, Chris Wild Goose. Uh, Chris Will Goose, sorry. Uh, colorist is Andre. I like May. Wild Goose more. Wild yeah, Goose Wild Goose, Goose maybe. And uh, the letter is uh, Jim Campbell. So this is um, this is a six book arc here. I'm going to put the cover up here. I know there's a bit of a glare, mm-hmm. um, but vibrant, beautifully drawn, uh, beautiful colors in this book in this this whole series. Um, and so, like I said, it's it's beautiful happenstance that the trade came out this week. So hopefully, people will will listen. And go, oh, that sounds great! And then you can just pick up the trade and and fly right through it. So now, this was a book that was was it five and done, six and done, or is it ongoing? Six and done. Six and done. Oh, okay. six and done. Yep. And so th- there's a great structure to this book, and especially uh, the series, I should say, but especially in the first book where. Uh, the first couple of pages, you get quick introductions to the three main characters, which in this book is 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 very interesting because all the characters are uh, a variation of the name Sam. You have Samuel, uh, Samantha, and Samir, okay. um, which is which is cool. So the first couple of pages, you get a quick introduction to them, and then uh, something happens. They all kind of uh, find they, 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 you get the introductions. They meet up in the woods just by coincidence. Something happens, and then they've got to go to school. And then, is, the, can I ask something, Doc? Is yeah. something killing the children? Uh, <laughs> no. I, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, and then they go through school, and the rest of the first issue is broken down by periods of the day throughout high school. Uh, and then uh, the first book ends with uh, a bit of a you know a shocking ending that you don't you don't see coming, and so. Right off, you know, right out of the shoot, they they get you, they hook you. It's 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 one of those books where you read it and you you immediately want to go, you know, you want to go to the next one. Um, so, but you know, part of the solicit here, you know, kind of says that this book is it's a sort of a coming of age story mm. um, about having uh, all the power to change the world, but you know, they aren't really, you know, the kids that you know you meet aren't really ready to wield that power. Um, and so the three teenagers, like I said, Sam, um, Sam, Sam, and Sam. Yep. Sam, Sam, and Sam, Samir, Samuel, and Samantha, uh, these characters. And, and it's, that's the, the great thing about this book is there's a lot of play on words here with the, with the title alienated because these three kids are, are a bit of outcasts, right? Uh, Samuel is new to the school. And so he's the new kid. So he's kind of, you know, alienated or outcast, um Samir is a character that wants everyone to like him but he's got a lot of internal shit you know that he's dealing with and and and, and same with Samantha so they're all sort of alienated or outcasts um in their own way and the thing that bonds them that they sort of brings them all together together this isn't a spoiler it happens four pages in is that thing that happens in the woods is an alien right so there's another you know play on words you know with the title there and this this creature bonds all these characters not just with the shared experience of them going what the fuck we just found an alien 
but bonds them together telepathically, telepathically so they all can read each other's minds and thoughts. And, and so throughout the series, they work on defense mechanisms to keep other people out, you know, keep each other out when they need to. And it's just, it, it's so fascinating. Spurrier is, is uh, my only uh, experience with Spurrier was uh, with Constantine. Mm. And, and, and and that was my first experience really with Constantine in general, but there was some great character work in that book. And so Spurrier strikes me as another one of these guys that I love, like Zdarsky, like Tynan, um, that, and um, um, Lemire that has a great understanding of, you know, the human psyche and, and can write characters, give them depth. And he even gives great depth to this alien who is at first seems very defenseless and childlike and doesn't really speak, but you, you, you get a sense of what this, this, this creature is just through, you know, its actions and how it interacts with, with each of these characters. And so, um, you know, there's, these 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 kids all have good intentions because they learn what this alien can do and then it is subtly and slowly morphs into these kids can't handle that power and bad shit starts to go down and uh especially to those around them that may have hurt them so and, mike i have a quick question for yeah. you that i'm kind of hung up on from from you said earlier you said that these these ki these kids are not ready for mm -hmm the um responsibility that's being thrust upon them and i and uh, we see that for sure in you know different mediums different stories whatever are these kids not only not ready do they not want it and not, do they like, fight it no no okay. and it's it's this is something that i wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy imagine going back to high school right okay. and, and, and dealing with all that shit uh hormones clicks you know, you know, maybe you were bullied, maybe you were outcast, maybe, whatever the cause, you know, whatever, whatever you might have gone through in high school. And so that's sort of that unreadiness, because when you're 16, 17, 18, you're full of piss and vinegar and you think you fucking know everything and you don't, you're dumber than a bag of fucking rocks. Right. And yeah. that's, that's when you, when you've got power, you know, this, this thing, you're going to fuck it up. It's just, it, it, it's bound to happen. And right. so, you know, when you take a look at these characters, I wrote down a quick little, you know, you know, breakdown of them. So Samuel, he's the new kid. He's this idealistic vlogger. You know, he's, he's a, you think of like a rage against the machine type. So, you know, he thinks he's bigger than he really is. He wants to, so there's this, this over character in, in the book called waxy. And he's a, he's a popular YouTuber. Is, you know, essentially. So he wants to be like him. He thinks he can be better than him, bigger than him. Um, but he's, uh, you know, so that's what's driving him. And he's it's character. You kind of want to knock his teeth out from time to time because he's a, a you know, a self-righteous prick, <laughs> you know? Okay. So, you know, you, 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 he has this ability to, to now control things and he, he uses it in a way that's uh, that, that could be very destructive. Um, and then you've got Samantha, um, who, you know, she's, you find out book three, that's another great thing about this series too, is that the first two books are a bit of an introductory. Um, and then books three, four, and five, you get like, not the entire book is dedicated to each character, but you get, you know, it's a, it's a more in-depth, you know, story about that particular character with the overarching story kind of continuing on as well. 
And uh, so Samantha, you know, she can't wait to graduate. She can't wait to get out of town. There's some personal trauma that she's experienced and you find, and that really comes out in book three, which is, I think maybe my favorite book. And I don't know why it's just, there's a lot of pain in that book and you feel it and it really comes through Ooh, that character. Okay. Um, and then you have Samir and this is a, another character that I think a lot of people can probably identify with. Uh, he's very sarcastic. He hides his pain through humor. He wants to be liked and loved by everyone. And he's also dealing, you know, with a lot of, you know, uh, personal stuff as well, you know, that, that, um, uh, is, is destructive, but self-destructive. And so you, you've got these three characters. They're very complex. Um, and th I, this book is just, it, it just, it's wonderfully written. It's beautifully drawn. Um, and then, you know, the, the last main character is Chip, who is the, the alien. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say too much more because we're, you know, we're, we're 11 weeks spoiler free, baby. <laughs> But I can't recommend this book enough. I couldn't wait to get a whiteboard. Yeah, I know, right? yeah, yeah. Spoiler <laughs> free, zero fox style. <laughs> but um, you know, I can't. This is a book I can't recommend. So one one thing that I'm I'm always curious with these shorts, um, you know, and, and I'm going to talk about it with the book that I have today too. Do you think with this, where it ends with six issues, do you think they could have turned this into? A longer series. Um, if they made some changes, do you think that they could have? They could still turn into a longer series where things are, and would you even want them to? No, it's perfect as is. Okay. Six issues. There's a great beginning, middle, and end. Right. It's just, it's just a perfectly told story within six issues. I don't know how they could have really stretched this on any longer. To be honest with you, um, and maybe there's a way where they can continue it, but maybe with different characters, you know, and, and, but for me, I like it as it is six issues, you know, you, you fly through it because you want to read. You just want to jump to the next one. You just want to jump to the next one. You just want to jump to the next one. And it has, you know, a, a, a kick ass conclusion and uh, one that you don't see coming. And, uh, Oh, I like that. That's, yeah. that, that's how you, that's really with these, that's what you need more than anything. Just when it's just get that slight little, you see something coming. It's like, ah, no, yeah. but that, that's with the six issues with, or six or five issues. It's, it's just, to me, those are becoming that. That's one of the reasons why I'm so drawn to TKO now yeah. is like, they're doing these, they just come, they're writing it as a trade and that's it. Like it's a book yeah. and that's it. Boom. Period. Yeah. That's it. You don't, you don't get any more outside of that. And, and then we're done. Um, but uh, so like, there, so there wasn't any lulls or like, you know, you're, ta you're taking, uh, you're trying to do too much here or anything like that. No, it's, 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 it's perfectly paced, um, visually, you know, it flows really well. Like, again, I can't, I can't, you know, gush over the artwork and the colors it's vibrant, you know, for mm -hmm. being, you know, there's a lot of dark shit that happens in this book, you know, because as, as, a, as a human being, we experience dark things, you know, you know, we've got things that whether it's anxiety or depression or traumas, whatever happens. Um, and, and, and you get that in this book, but it's not a, you know, a, a dark dreary book. Do you, you wish know? it was? No, I don't. I love it. I love it. I love, I mean, this book is, is close to me is close to perfectly done in terms of just, again, number of issues, pacing, art, everything about it. And what's also great about this is I, I as I reread it, right, to get ready for this book, and it's even 
better the second time around because now you pick up on all the stuff that you, you know, so when you're reading it, okay, book three, it focuses heavily on Samantha. Book four focuses heavily on Samir. Book five, heavily on Samuel. And then, you know, book six is is the finale. So you, when you're reading it the first time through, you kind of get wrapped up and bop, 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 bop. And then when you reread it, you pick up on all those things. Oh, okay. And it just it just elevates it just that much more. And mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's, it's just a great book. There's definitely something to that going back through a story a second time around because like you you like I I'm starting to get like you, you could yeah, there's certain things you might you'll catch that it's just like a movie or or a TV show that you wouldn't have uh, necessarily caught before I know I don't as a reader I generally don't do that like I I may like to scroll especially with the comics I like to scroll through and look at pictures again maybe but in terms of reading the story I usually like to just keep going I want to read something new I'm not big on repeat reading I don't, I don't do right. that with shows a ton either it's just I, I I want to watch something new get something new you know if it's next chapter of a story go for it but there is something to that like I remember when I first started doing this for um when I did Constant City Demons like that was the first time I was like boom wow yeah it just yeah. like I, I it, some of the stuff's a little bit stronger than it was before then you, know, you just don't initially uh, realize it but Doc, it sounds like a good one, um, and and you it seems to be one of your absolute favorites. Yeah, it's, like I said, I couldn't wait to. I wanted to do this halfway into Dorktober, but I had to, I had to wait. Well, I I mean, it was it was worth the wait. Now, for, time for me to talk about Lonesome Days, Savage Nights, which is written by Steve Niles and Salvatore Simone. Now, uh, Sal Simone is the one of the co-founders of TKO Studios, and Steve Niles. Some of you may have seen 30 Days of Night. Some of you may have read 30 Days of Night. That's the guy who came up with 30 Days of Night. And uh, I believe he did the screenplay for the movie in addition to you know creating the initial book and everything. Now, um, art was done by – now, this name I've never seen before. I, I'm going to try uh, – maybe it's Simon Kudransky, um, S-Z-Y-M-O-N. It's very a little different, but Kudransky. And then Thomas Maurer was the letterer. Kudransky did all the art here. He did the colors, he did the inks, he did the pencils, nice. everything. And honestly, he's the MVP of this book a thousand percent. And for a indie book, to me, that is not as easy to do and have it be a successful book, I think. Because when I go and deal with DC, I go and deal with Marvel. It's like, you know, and even to, to an extent with Spawn, it's like, okay, I, I care about what the character looks like. Is he doing some, some cool stuff? Is there action? You know, bang, boom, pow, you know, get a sick ass pose in there one time and then I'm good. Yeah. But with as much as I, you know, I do want some stories with Red Hood once in a while for whoever's taken over and beyond. Um, but I, I with, with the, the indie books, I need a good story. I, I what, what else am I here for without a good story? And with this, I felt like it was – so it's a uh, – I think it's labeled as – I wrote – I made a note of it. It was a uh, supernatural crime story. That, that draws my attention, but it's not what's going to – like it's not going to be enough for me to get through this thing. I, 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 okay, fine. I need a little bit more. And like there's the, – the, this honest to God, Doc, the story in this I, – I ended up giving this like an 8.5 on Geek for White. I think the story in this – is not its strength. It's not even its second greatest strength. The art is the greatest strength. And then how the story is written, which I know that can seem a little odd based on what I'm saying about the plot itself, but when I, I'll get into it a little bit more. Um, there is some like uniqueness to the plot. Like the second issue, there was something that they did that really, 
I don't know maybe because of what's going on in my life, but it just kind of hit me a little bit differently. And in and it and I I appreciated that. Um, I appreciate what they did there a lot, and it definitely helped de- develop the character of Stu Manning, who's the main character, a little bit more, and then furthers the plot along. But Kudransky's art is friggin' nuts in this, and he—I mean, you—you've seen his covers, Doc. I mean, yeah, I, it's wild. He's—he does some. It, it, honestly, it looks. You know, we see a cover and we think, okay, is the art going to necessarily look the same going into it? You know, as a kid, I, I've said it before, I didn't know what to expect. And um, let me just try and find – actually, you know what? Uh, here's – just for those who are watching, here's some of the artwork that we're kind of dealing with. And it's just – it's vicious, right? It's yeah. the same stuff. It's, this, it's the same coloring and everything. That's where I thought the change might be. And that helps set the tone of this book so much. It's grim. It's rage. There's. It's a little – I mean like it's – I'm not gonna get scared by it. Maybe it'll scare you. I I I, <laughs> I kind of doubt that it will. But it's very violent. It's very R rated with all this, and that's that's what I wanted coming into here. I don't want if I if, but at the same time, I need a good story. And the the story again was it was fine, but we get over to how the story is told, and that again how the story is told it partially plays into or. Partially has to do with the, the artwork and everything, of course, with comics. Such a, such an important component of this. I felt like as I'm reading this, this is this is if you guys are readers who don't want to want something too too dense. I know things have kind of gotten less dense over the years in comics. This is definitely one of the faster books I've ever read. I I, I got through the second issue and I was like, damn, this is going quick. And as I thought about it more and thought about like in and, and, and kind of tried to slow myself down a little bit and take in what was happening, this is you know, this is told through first person narration. And I and, and as I thought about it as I was reviewing it too, I was like starting to get like um anxious butterflies in my chest. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because this book, it feels like you know, either either you're gonna feel like you are Stu Manning or you or you're like in his head or you're right by him and kind of like witnessing everything that's that's happening to him and it's like you, there's just nothing that can stop it because this is a guy who's got a werewolf. I mean, everybody knows it. I'm not spoiling anything. He's got a werewolf that he's trying to deal with. And, and any werewolf story, it's always about trying to control the monster within. And to me, a werewolf story is also always about addiction in some capacity. Yeah. So, so there's that that component to it as well. And I I just felt like this is one of like we've seen plenty of werewolf stuff, like we've seen with vampire stuff, more so in you know maybe more so in other mediums, but of course in, in comics and other things too. But I felt like this is one of the best told werewolf stories I've ever dealt with. Not again the plot. I'm not gonna, like I, I I didn't focus on that a lot in my review. Like it's it's more about how they get me through this story, and then and at the end of it, it's just like, you know, again, I'm thinking about it. It's like you know, a little hard of breathing because it's just it's it's it, you get a little anxious from it. So all. what makes it a little bit different then from other um, you know werewolf stories aside from just sort of the pacing of it and how it's told? Well, I think that that it's it's so dark too. Like I, I you know, I see this character, I see werewolves and vampires, and they've kind of been in some cases. You see vampires turn into heroes a little bit. Obviously, they still can be very villainous. I feel like with werewolves, by and large, they are more perceived as heroes because they're the ones that are going to fight the vampires, and you know, it's it, it, they can't. It's nothing that the human can do about it. It's not their fault. Blah blah blah. This guy, I just. It, Maybe he doesn't want to deal with it. Maybe like, you, you guys, will, that'll be up for your interpretation. Um, but this is, I don't look at this character and think, yeah, that's a hero like at all. And, and 
I know anti-heroes can be overplayed, but I'm not looking at this character and eh. yeah, maybe he is an anti-hero the more I think about it, but it just seems like there's maybe it's more, this is how an anti-hero is supposed to be done. Maybe some anti-heroes get turned like toe that line of anti-hero hero too often. This yeah. guy does not do that. That's that's and the werewolf side. Definitely like, like the, the world's mentality, definitely not to be a hero. Gotcha. Yeah, the art in this looks like you know it's moving a thousand miles an hour. It's just the high octane fuel, and so yeah. were there were there times where I know you said that was a big strong point of the book. But was there times where that detracted from the story at all? The 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 pace of it. No, the artwork. The artwork did okay. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I just wanted to show everybody a little bit more. It, yeah. Just so everybody knows, with TKO. Um, if, if you don't like it, I like to, I'd rather just get the trade because it's easier for me to have the one the one book and that's it. But if you guys want, you can order like uh, in six issue series and it comes in a box like that. And if they, they have all the covers in the back of the book, like they do with any other trade. But yeah. if you prefer to see all the single issues, that that option's there. Because the one that they chose for the trade cover is a good one, but there's another one that I prefer a little bit gotcha. more. But anyways, um, did the art detract from the story? Yeah. Um, no, Doc. The art is the most important thing to this book. Okay. I, I feel. I. I think if you. It feels very epic. It feels like. Um. You know, like when I when you read a werewolf story, you it's it they have they can have those like Victorian vibes, right? If it's like yeah. you're talking like old school shit, this has like a prestige feel to it. And I'm reading a TKO book. Generally speaking, I'm thinking like it should have, it might have a prestige feel to it. Like Sarah was there, is there probably their most, I would assume their most successful book ever. What the first, the first title I think of when I think of TKO2 is, you know, you're dealing with Garth Ennis and stuff and the artwork has like a prestige flair to it. This has that too. And that was, um, and that was like I, with Werewolf vibe, I, I kind of liked it because it's like, yeah. it's not just prestige, it's friggin' vicious, it's violent. So to me, like I, I had, I had very high expectations for this book coming. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, I, I, I it's gonna. The artwork looks awesome. We're dealing with a werewolf. We're dealing with some serious violence here. I, this is gonna be a, an easy home run. Then we start to get into the plot, and then I start to see certain things coming, you know, a mile away, and I'm like, wow, that that bothers me. And I, again, yeah. I gave it an eight point five. I know that's a that's yeah. a high score, but that bothers me. And then I start looking at the other elements to it because I'm here. I want to know. Like I, I still love the art. It's still awesome. And it seems like this character still has some potential. And then I start reading, and it's just like I'm getting going and going and going. Like, wow, this is – and like I said, I stop myself. So, no, the art just helps move the story along because there's there are pages where there's not a lot of writing. And yeah. it's just – you like you got to take in the art and everything that's going on there. And it's – no, it, it it absolutely doesn't take away from anything. It, it, it's the most important part of this book. Gotcha. And it's not always the case with the comics. It's not right, right. And and so that's I don't know. I feel like that's something that as we've done this show has become a little bit more. I don't know if, if this is a true statement or not, but has become a little bit more important to you. Is you know, you know, you know, letting the artwork help drive your interest in a book a little bit more than maybe you would have. Uh, previously yeah because i think before i was just so set in my ways with what type of art i wanted to see like you know i like i like dexter soy i like uh, obviously tyler kirkham is is an outstanding artist and he only does so much interior work but um you know pretty much anybody who's ever is you know is on spawn does a great job and and dan mora is outstanding too so like those are the kind of artists that i i i would be drawn to more now as i'm starting to 
as you opened me up to with die, as you yeah. opened me up to that one, it's really changed everything for me where I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm starting to, I can, I feel like they don't miss on that often. I feel like the companies right. are usually really good at linking the art uh, other than red hood. Cause that <laughs> tell you there was a while that it bugged the shit out of me. Like, it happens sometimes. Um, and, and that is definitely playing a greater role in how I see some things. Our art's always been important. I mean, that's why I'm drawn to these more than I am pros right. because I just, I just, I need pictures. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you know, whatever. Ooh, so, I, but, but now it's like the different artwork is starting to have an impact, um, different types of impacts on me. And it's great. Is this something that you could see as like a show on a Netflix, on Amazon as a, as a mini series, or would this make a good short movie? What do you think? Um, it might, it might get. Tur- I, I uh, you know what, Doc? I um. Is it I mean? It sounds like six issues. It, it has, it, a, it has the potential. It has. Well, see, that's the thing. This is also this is Lonesome Days, Savage Nights, and also on the cover says the Manning Files, Volume One. Ooh, so okay. So there could be another another issue, gotcha. but I, but my question is, what is going to be this character's motivation going into another right. arc? Like, yeah. And you'll see what I mean when you read it. I just like. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to force that. And I, maybe probably, it'll revolve around another character or something. Or that would be if they did another character, like Files, whatever, Lonesome Day, Seven Nights, Two, the you know Gilmore Files. Okay, then then I'll give it a shot because now I know what to expect, and now they can maybe make some adjustments. Whatever, fine. I'm like, if you want to do a female werewolf, I would absolutely be open to reading that. But I just I don't know how much more about Stu Manning I necessarily want to read, and that's why with the show, yeah, I could see it turned into a show, or maybe more, maybe more a movie. But I just, ah, uh, yeah, I could see it turned into a movie. The more I think about it, yeah. I thought you could see the Gilmore Girls. So I was gonna jump to the screen and slap you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more. I want to see Doc as a werewolf. That's what I want. Well, I'm I'm furry enough, so I can pull it off. You just gotta, you know, make me look a little more grizzled. Yes, yeah, gotta, yeah, gotta start growing the beard back out again after oh, yeah. after November. We'll start going for Doc as the wife. Oh, the wife likes it. This might be here to stay. Oh, yeah. look at that! <laughs> oh, oh, the mustache, Doc. Okay, I like it. I'm, I'm down with it. I'm I, with the scallop. I'll, I'll start curl. I'll start curling it. You know, I'll have a mm, you know, Jimmy Sweet thing in the background. You know, she, is she gonna like that? The curling though? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Trying to help you here, just, just a little, little bit. just a little bit. But um, okay, so yeah, so Lonesome Day, Savage Nights, Alienated, Doc. Uh, you have speaking of the mustache stuff, actually, I totally missed that transition opportunity. You got, you're still doing the stuff with Davey, right? Yeah. So I'm on, uh, I'm on Team Davey. Uh, so he created a, a Dork Shared Gooniverse uh, team page to help uh, raise money for his Movember uh, Foundation cause that he does uh, each and every year. Davey does a great job at, at raising funds. Uh, and bringing awareness to, uh, you know, just, you know, men's health, whether it be, uh, I believe, uh, his uncle, um, you, you know, uh, suffered from prostate cancer. So he raises, raises money for that for prostate cancer research. He's also a big advocate for men's mental health, which is very important, especially, you know, with all the shit that's going on now. So Davey has always done a great job with that. And I've, uh, as I said before, I've, I've donated each and every year, but this year I want to do something a little more. So, uh, I've joined his team, as you can see, the sweet stash. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're watching on Twitch under the About Me tab, uh, you'll see uh, the Movember Foundation logo. You click on that, that'll take you to my team page. Any donation that gets made to me uh, will go directly to Davey. So we're just trying to help him reach his goal 
Um, and, you know, he does a great job with that. And I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to help out. Awesome. You are such, such a good guy, Doc. A no, mensch, a real mensch. Yeah, don't let, don't let anybody tell you what it is. Now, you are suppo- you're supposed to be starting – I thought it was this week, but it, so it looks like it's next week, your, your, your second show in yeah. the Hashtag Dork Shared Universe. Yeah, so Billy threw me off. We met up earlier this week you know, at Shake Shack to you know, kind of talk about how we wanted to structure uh, our show. So we are doing a, um, uh, a psych podcast about the show Psych, a show that we both love, and we're, it's uh, going to be titled um, – uh, I've heard it both ways. And so when we were talking about it, uh, he said, you ready to go on Thursday? I said, shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and so I took that to mean this Thursday. And then uh, when he was on PCP with, with Rossi and Lucy this week, uh, he had said, uh, you know, next Thursday. So I was real fucking confused. So uh, <laughs> not this week, next week. <laughs> Uh, so that that will be uh, that will be uh, starting up uh, just uh, just shortly after we end here um, on my Twitch page. Um, I'm assuming also on Twitter and also Facebook Live, and then an audio option for that as well. So we're very excited about it. It's a passion project for us, and uh, it'll be fun as shit. Wait, Billy, me or or Billy him? <laughs> I don't. What did I fuck up? Yeah, yeah. You 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 both named Billy. Yeah. No, no, that's why I'm so fucking confused. Yeah. Oh, oh good God. shit. Yeah. That, that is obviously not the show you're going to be talking about, but I'm excited. I'm not a psych yeah. guy, Doc, but guess what? I'm going to be listening to you guys. Oh, hell yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be I, fun. I need to know where it's going to be, though, audio channel wise. Somebody's got to tweet that out because I don't know if you guys are doing it on, P- on PCP, so you're going to have your own thing, but. I'm gonna yeah. need some information on that. So we're gonna sure we're, we'll, we'll have those details. Uh, as the kids will say, we'll have the deets uh, by definitely by next Thursday. I fucking hope the deets. Yeah, you're reading yeah. you're reading alienated too much. Other than I that, know, right? I think we are. I think that's everything, right? So yeah. until next time, and th- until next week, Doc, stay sexy. You know it.